Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's the four game NBA made set on Saturday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. I'm not making content for NBA Top Shot as well. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also up on Apple Podcasts. I'll link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium, con- if you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com and esports package, which includes CS:GO and Call of Duty. Call of Duty just had a big win today, and then NBA. I have another. I have a separate NBA package. And finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. If you guys are uh, unfamiliar with Prize Picks, idea is you are taking over under on fantasy points. So they have fantasy projections that will change throughout the day. And if you like one, again, you can take the under, over, under. Um, they have a ton of different sports. They have college basketball. So March Madness they have. Um, they have basically everything you could want. Baseball, esports, golf. Um, if you guys want to sign up, you need to go DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, a link down below. You get a 100% match up to $100. So if you put $100 in, you get basically get a free $100 to play with. And yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I talk about players and their prices for this four-game slate, we can look back my lineup here from Friday. And I'm sure as you guys could see uh, at the beginning of the video, got some tilting to do. A little bit of tilting. A little bit of tilting. All right, so let's take a look at my lineup. I uh, went with Chason Randall, Jordan Poole, Larry Nance, Daniel Tice, Jokic, Sandoransky, Draymond Green, and Luka Doncic. Honestly, everyone doing pretty good. Um, Chason Randall used for value there. I originally had Derek Favors and kind of hoping for uh, Gobert to be ruled out. I would rearrange a couple things. So I went up to him. Um, Jordan Poole for value I thought was, was a little bit too cheap for him running the point guard. Larry Nance was a little bit disappointing, but he was 80% owned. Um, yeah, I just had a, a subpar game. The minutes were still, were still there. Daniel Tice, I talked about recency bias, right? He was what, like 35, 40% owned the last slate, had a bad game. Sure enough, next slate, 15% owned, 30 fancy points. It was a better matchup against the Kings. So I went back to the wall there. Nicole Jokic, 74 fancy points was massive. Um, obviously, I got a little bit lucky there with overtime. Unfortunately, I use a lower owned Santoransky who doesn't play in overtime. Uh, Draymond Green was really good, 40 fancy points. And Luka Doncic currently at 51 uh, to start the fourth quarter. So uh, right now, it's going to be close whether or not I cash for, for the high-dollar stuff already in the cash in the in the lower-dollar tournaments. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, going to need Luka to, to keep going um, and, and producing. But two, two things. Okay, talked about tilting. Two things. Keldon Johnson with DeMar DeRozan back. Let's talk about the games, right, when DeMar DeRozan's been out. And good matchups. Bust, 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 doing nothing, right? DeMar DeRozan comes back, their highest usage player back in the offense. 21 rebounds for Keldon Johnson. 21 rebounds. A 20-20 game for a wing. Does that make any sense to anyone? So no, I'm not super mad about that. Obviously, Keldon Johnson wasn't popular, but I just that is just like what on earth? Like what? That made literally no sense at all. So not not super mad about that. What I'm obviously upset about, and okay, we saw in start of the video, Andrew Wiggins, forty points, forty points. Andrew 
begins. So let me let me let me tell you guys a story. When I play Andrew Wiggins, no Steph Curry, no Draymond Green, no Kelly Oubre, the offense to himself plays over 30 minutes. Game stays close till the very end. 25 fancy points. So I see that he's 40% owned when the slate locks. I'm laughing. I'm like, oh man, these 40% of people, they're burning, they're burning their money playing Andrew Wiggins. Sure enough, just can't miss. 40 real life points. But when I play him with literally no one else of no other stars there, busts. All right, so enough of Tilton. Um, that, yeah, ruined my night, Andrew Wiggins. So thank you. <laughs> no, in, in all honesty, it's just like, got to laugh it off. But it's like, <laughs> really, really? All right, so we got two of the four games out right now. That Hawks-Lakers team is not on the main slate. So we have Kings and 76ers, a 235 over under. The 76ers are seven-point favorites. And Hornets and Clippers, a 232 over under. The Clippers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. So let's start off with Sacramento and Philly. On the Sacramento side, Darren Fox at 9.5K, I think is a good contrarian play. Uh, in a tougher matchup against Boston, still one for 40-plus fancy points. By no means is he an optimal play on the slate because Philly's actually been pretty solid defensively. But don't mind going there, again, to get a little bit different. I mentioned Rashawn Holmes liking him. Played 32 minutes, 53 fancy points. That's what we should have got if he would have stayed out of foul trouble the last game against Washington. Um, yeah, Holmes is just a, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, he's a really good point for a guy and can get, you know, those blocks and steals. He's an energy guy, the putbacks. There's no Joel Embiid, so I'm not super worried about foul trouble. Again, kind of like, I'm not saying he's an optimal play either, but I do kind of like him as a contrarian option. Healed, Barnes, I'll pass on. Hal Burton played, what, 34 minutes. Um, you know, I think we probably get similar minutes. The city's on a minute summit, even though he played like 34 minutes. That makes zero sense. Um, assuming he starts again, I think he's a pretty decent player in the mid-range. White side of 4-2 should play about 15 minutes. Again, good point from a guy, but nothing more than a, a contrarian play there. All right, moving on to Philly. So, one of the best possible spots here against Sacramento. Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. I got two of the better uh, spin-ups of the slate without Joel Embiid. Uh, Simmons played 45 minutes again in overtime, so 40 in regulation. A guy that has triple-double upside. Um, really do like Ben Simmons, and I like Tobias Harris, too. I think Simmons is probably a little bit safer. Tobias at times a little bit more reliant in the scoring, but like both the stars here for Philadelphia. Uh, Dwight Howard at 6K. I'm probably not going to get to him unless he um, unless he starts. I mean, I guess he's, he's played 28 and 30 minutes, so he's, he's coming off the bench and playing more. Um, I actually think he's fine, even if he doesn't start. Um, he's just a little bit riskier. I would feel more comfortable with Dwight Howard starts. So keep an eye on the starting lineup again. They've been starting uh, Tony Bradley. Seth Curry is out at 5.4K. He was playing, you know, around 30-ish minutes. Those minutes have to go somewhere. I think Shake Milton at 5.2 probably plays a little bit more. Decent play in the mid-range. Not super interested in Danny Green. Korkmaz at 4.6 probably will get around 20-ish minutes. Again, reliant on the scoring, though. Thibel, Maxi probably put a little bit more, but... Um, don't know if I feel really good about either of them. And Maxi's kind of been fringe in, fringe out of the rotation. I'm guessing he plays more with, with no Seth Curry, but there's no guarantee with that. So that's really my thoughts there with Philly. Let's move on to Golden State and Memphis. So Steph Curry, doubtful, or did he already get ruled out? Yeah, doubtful for Saturday. I don't expect him to go. I got Draymond Green, a low ownership. 
He had two real life points and one for 40 fancy points. That's why I love Draymond Green, right? He doesn't have to score the ball to get there. And when he has a decent shooting game, like he did uh, against Houston, shot seven of eight, he'll break the slate. So I like Draymond once again here. He's going to play, you know, mid 30s minutes, a guy that has triple double upside. I do like him a good amount. Well, you know he's going to be chalk, right? 14 of 24 from the field. Eight boards, four assists, four steals. <sighs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, though, he, he's a pretty solid play in the mid-range, right? Going to play mid-30s minutes. Um, he's going to be super popular. So I think you could look uh, you know, elsewhere in, in tournaments. But yeah, I think I think Wiggins is a pretty solid play. Ubre at 6-1 was a complete bust. Uh, he's... I mean, Ubre goes in phases, right? He'll, like, he started terribly this season. Like, absolutely terribly. And then, um, you know, went on a stretch where he was actually pretty solid and going for 40-plus fancy points. And now it seems like he's back to just being bad again. So, yes, Ubre is in play. I think he's an interesting pivot off of a chalky Andrew Wiggins if you want to get different. Jordan Poole, assuming he starts a point guard again, I think is a viable play. What I am worried about is he started a point and only two rebounds, two assists. So like he's been shooting the ball really well, 10 of 15. What happens when he has an off shooting game, right? Is he really going to do the peripherals? I know he's, he technically started a point guard, but my worry was it was going to be Draymond Green that was going to handle, handle the ball a lot of the times. And that's what it seems what happened, right? Draymond Green was basically the point guard. So um, yeah, if Poole starts, I think is a, is a decent play, but be careful because he's been on fire shooting. Kevon Looney at 3.5, should start, should play around 20 minutes. I think it's a pretty decent value play. And then uh, Damian Lee at 3.4, did play 28 minutes the last game. I think he's he's someone that we can look to if he's going to continue to get those minutes. We know there's no guarantee though, right? Uh, there was Nico Manning was like 30 to 40% owned in the high dollar stuff. And it looked like he was not going to be in the rotation for a little bit. Um, they brought in Brad Wanamaker first. That's why I said Steve Kerr is always trolling DFS players. He is the woke coach for DFS. Uh, Baysmore at 3-8. What did he play? 13 minutes again. Steve Kerr, he hates Baysmore. So it's probably Damian Lee is the, is the guy off the bench. I'll take a shot on if I'm going to play anyone. On the Memphis side of Jonas Valanciunas at 7-7, it's not a great sign that, uh, you know, 24 and 25 minutes the last couple games. He's a really good point from a guy. He had 38 fancy points in 25 minutes. No, sure, the game did blow out the end, but um, I think he he's more suited for, for tournaments just because of the minutes recently. John Morant, 7-2, has, has kind of been struggling recently, uh, as well. Um, 26-18 fancy points the last couple games. The price is coming down. Uh, I don't mind buying low here. I'm fine going to jaw at that price. Other than that, uh, Dylan Brooks at 5-5 and reliant on the scoring. I don't really love playing players that have to score the ball to get there. Brandon Clark seems priced about right. Really just the secondary plays from Memphis. Oh, there's just too many, right? There's too many players in this rotation right now. Deanthon Melton's at 5K. Uh, they have Winslow, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain. There's too many guys playing, and they're really just spreading out the minutes for, for these bench guys. Grayson Allen is probably the value guy I would take a shot on because he's played 25 and 24 minutes the last couple games, and he's 3-7. So if I had to pick one, it would be Grayson Allen. Uh, but like I said, there's just there's so many guys playing for Memphis that it makes it a little bit a little bit tricky to get to feel really good about anyone. So I'll say Ja JV at the top. If I had to pick a value, it would be Grayson Allen. Let's move on to San Antonio and Milwaukee. So like I said, we've got to start. 23 points and 21 rebounds. 
21 rebounds for a wing. How on earth? How? How? I have no idea. I have no idea how. Um, if Keldon Johnson's going to be really popular and people are going to chase that, I am fine going elsewhere. Uh, we'll start with DeMar DeRozan at the top. So he's a guy that should play mid-30s minutes. Uh, you know, this game should be played a little bit of a faster pace. So I don't think he's going to be super popular. I, I have some interest there in DeMar. DeJounte Murray also playing big minutes, played 37. So, like, I think he's an interesting contrarian play that goes overlooked on this one. Jakob Pertl probably plays around 30 minutes. I think it's just a fair play. Derek White should play over 30 minutes, but I don't love him at that price. That's probably it. Like, I don't think I'm going to get to anyone else in the Spurs. Moving on to Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think, is one of the safest uh, spend-ups of the slate. As long as his game stays competitive, he'll play 35-plus minutes. And again, no one can stop him in the Spurs. Love Giannis at the top. With Milton versus Drew, I'm honestly going to prefer Drew for the discount. Should play mid-30s minutes. Played 41 in overtime, so 36 in regulation. A guy that can stuff a stat sheet. So I do kind of like uh, Drew Holiday there in the mid-range. DiVincenzo at 5'8". You know, he's been he's been playing better recently. Um, I still think I would prefer Drew to, to Dante. But, yeah, he, again, 34, 31, 45 fantasy points. Got to take note. Dante DiVincenzo has been playing a lot better recently. Brolo's at 5K. Uh, once this loads. Yeah, he's a guy that has played more minutes recently as well. Should get, you know, around 30. I think is a fair option. Bobby Portis is fine for tournaments. Again, the minutes really fluctuate for him and actually trending down right now. They also have P.J. Tucker that they said will be available. So, like, that could eat into some minutes for Brolo and Bobby Portis, which I think makes him a little bit riskier. So that's that's really it for Milwaukee. Let's move on to Charlotte and the Clippers. On the Charlotte side, LaMelo Ball, I think, is an interesting uh, tournament play. Did finally play more minutes. Hey, he played 33 minutes, uh, shot 10 of 18. He, he should be playing more. I don't know why he went on a stretch of 25 and 22 minutes. But yeah, LaMelo's the guy at the top for me. I prefer him to Gordon Hayward at 7-1. Hayward just been subpar. I just think the upside is way higher in LaMelo. Now, no Cody Zeller. Can't wait for Chalk, Bismack, Biombo. It always works out for us. Chalk, Bismack, Biombo. Nope, never, never bust. Um, if Bismack, Biombo does start, and I assume he will, then he's a good value. I would guess we get at least 20 minutes, maybe more. So we'll see. I guess they could always start PJ at the 5-2. PJ does get a boost. Uh, you know, he'll play more small ball 5. The issue is like he's 7K. So it just seems a little bit pricey for PJ Washington, even with, you know, getting the boost of playing the 5 uh, or playing the five more. Terry Rogier just seems priced about right. Uh, Graham, Bridges, kind of just secondary options for me. So uh, that is it for Charlotte. Let's finish it up with the LA Clippers. So the big news, obviously, is Serge Ibaka, currently questionable. If he is out, I like Avicii Zubac, even at 5-1 because of the minutes, right? 35 minutes in back-to-back games. I think he would still be a little bit underpriced. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, two of my favorite spend-ups of the slate, both playing big minutes, um, you know, Kawhi should play 35 plus Paul George as well. Paul George had a better shooting game, went for 48 fancy points. So, and it's a great matchup here. I am high in both the Clipper stars. I think both are underpriced. Still no Pat Beverly. So Reggie Jackson probably starts, but did only play 19 minutes the last game. That's not great to see. Marcus Morris at 4'8 has been starting, played 36 minutes the last game. Uh, if he continues to start, I think he's a pretty decent option, even at this price. Lou Williams at 4.8K should play mid-20s minutes. I'm fine with him for tournaments, but again, a little bit more reliant on the scoring. Uh, Nick Batum's coming out the bench to play mid-20s minutes. I actually think he's an okay play because of that price. Revenge narrative, too, if you're into that. Um, Kennard's basically been out of the rotation. Terrence Mann's playing a little bit, but not really enough for me to, to consider him. 
Uh, if Ibaka is in, then I'm probably just going to stay away from, from both uh, centers there for the Clippers. So keep an eye on that one. But yeah, that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it. If you have a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. As always, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow to go over everything and answer all you guys' questions. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I will see you all tomorrow.